0: Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. It's a great honor to be with you. I want to introduce um, my girlfriend of 38 years and uh, who has given me four beautiful children, five grandchildren, my uh, beautiful wife Mary, Catherine there. We fell in love as teenagers. We're still in love. And uh, she, it, it was such a uh, joyous uh, privilege that uh, Pastor Sam and Pastor Martin uh, brought us both over together. I said, listen, I'll be better if my wife comes. She prays in tongues the whole time I'm ministering. She, she uh she does everything for me, to, including organizing my, uh, my life. So that's important. Man, uh, can I just say, we got in, I think, at 3 this afternoon here, and uh, uh, Brother Tiki picked us up. Tico. Sorry, Tico. And uh, what a gem of a man. This, you know, could not represent you guys better. And um, then we decided, we're right across the street at, uh, from a massive park, So we started to go on a little walk, and, and five, five miles later, we came back. So just so many beautiful parts of your city, we found it, a river. We're from the desert. So I said, "Honey, there's water in that big ditch over there. I think that's a river." So we followed the river and found gardens and, and just fell in love with your city. What a beautiful place. And uh, so we're trying not to be jealous. I kept telling Mary, how come we're in the desert? and the, There's places like this on the planet. So uh, just a, a beautiful place. And, and we're honored to be with you. Uh, we had breakfast this morning with Pastor Sam. Um, and just give you his love and greetings also. Uh, just for a few moments uh, tonight I'm going to be sharing God's word and praying over um, as many of you as I'm allowed to and we'll go until the janitor shows up and starts telling us we have to leave I want to read a scripture to you from uh, the book of Acts chapter 28 and uh, I just want to tell you God's not finished yet God's not finished there's something remarkable I have a a comeback story. So when I come to a city that's in the middle of a comeback, it really excites me. And uh, what, seeing all the, the contrast between what, what was lost and what has been rebuilt in just a really a, a brevity of time, it's a remarkable thing. We're sad about, the, the of course, the, the tragic loss of life here and all the human suffering, all the people that lost their homes or businesses and all of that. But God has declared over, over Christ's church the best is yet to come and your, in your, in every part of your culture, every part of your existence as a community. God has just uh, some great things in store. And that's kind of my little story. Uh, um, God's not finished. Uh, chapter 28, verse 1. And this is Luke writing and he's telling us about this, this, this massive Shipwreck that Paul and he and a whole bunch of passengers had experienced. And he says this, that when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. And I'll just say three or four brief things. Malta means flowing with honey. And there's this beautiful contrast between God saying something is beautiful but life is really being ugly. And our... Our temptation is to try to rename things to identify their temporal pain or their temporal condition. But if we can hold on to what God says, God will make ugly things beautiful because that's their true nature. And Christchurch church is called to be a beautiful gem, a shining, a shining, glistening jewel. Not just in its beautiful natural surroundings, but in its spiritual Makeup in its culture, in its behavior, and so they got to this this place flowing with honey, and uh, as Luke described it in chapter twenty-seven, he said they found a the place where the two seas meet. It's a beautiful picture of two oceans, and as they as they join together. In when I was in South Africa a few years ago, I saw the place uh, in Cape Town. You can see right down right down the. It's like a line—the the blue water and the green water. I think it's the Pacific and Indian Oceans, but whatever they are, the two oceans—they don't—they don't, they don't commingle. They just join. They kind of—it's the most amazing thing. And uh, transitions. This is an important thing. Um, God pretty much doesn't care how he gets you there, as long as you get there. So we have to—in—in in our journey, uh, it's important for us. Um, to not diminish the significance of what God has for us because of the pain of the journey. And uh, never let the method God uses to transport you somewhere blind you from the miracle God has for you there. So I don't know how you got to uh, uh, Christ Church or wherever city region you're close to. I don't know what brought you to even this country. But I just want you to know you're supposed to be here. And that God brought you here for a redemptive purpose, for a destiny, for a reason. And God has something for you in this, your promised land, okay? So however got us here, whatever, and and sometimes we can even look at our families and and think that our family tree has the most dysfunctional people. but, But all of us come from dysfunctional families because that's the only kind of families there are. So that's that's all Adam has left us. And so no matter what kind of parental or lack of parental condition you had, however God brought you here, don't miss what God has for you here. We're glad you're here. You're supposed to be here, and God has great things for you here. And sometimes transitions can be rough. And in the transition, the front part of the boat got into... the the sand or into the reef, but the back part of the boat was still in the waters. And Luke was describing it beautifully, saying sometimes we move in the transition in stages. Some parts of us get it, but some parts of us are still being battered by the waves of uncertainty. Maybe our spirit says, yeah, this is God's will, but our mind's going crazy. Oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? And uh, that's often the journey of uh, uh, transitions. But, but Luke says they got to an unscheduled place. And that's just another point. I never believe that my steps aren't ordained by God. And that God, no matter where I end up, even if it wasn't on my schedule, it was on God's schedule. And uh, this journey began. Paul said we shouldn't leave now because he's an educated man. He says, you know, the hurricane season will happen right in the middle of our journey, and so he warns them probably scientifically more than prophetically, but they get into trouble anyways, but Paul didn't realize God wanted to do something on a little island that had never heard the gospel named Malta, and he wanted the, the secret or the hidden honey like lava here. I understand we're surrounded by volcanoes, and and there's hot, there's hot, uh, hot springs where there's There's bubbling mud and all kinds of cool stuff you have here. So underneath the surface, there's all kinds of things different than what's on top. And underneath the surface of this city is destiny. And underneath the surface of your dysfunctional family is purpose and destiny and meaning and value. And underneath the surface of your temporal struggle, whatever you're going through now, God has honey. He has glory. He has something wonderful that he wants to bring to the top. He wants Real thing to be revealed, and and so all of those things are happening. And as soon as they got there, uh, Luke takes note of verse 2 that the natives there of Malta showed us unusual kindness, they're really representing the favor of God in the midst of a difficult environment. They kindled a fire and made us all feel welcome because it was raining. And because it was cold, so it's cold, it's raining, the native uh, uh, Maltesians, whatever they are, uh, uh, created this, this, the best they could environment for them to receive them. And verse 3 says, so Paul, the the thing we we have to like about Paul was, even though he just got shipwrecked, and um, a couple things happened in the shipwreck, God said, you're going to make it. And so he says, that's not enough. I want everyone on the ship to make it. The moment I get on, get on a jet airplane, I slap it and say, God, thank you. That everyone's going to live on this airplane because I'm on it. And I'm in your will. I don't know about them, but they're all blessed because I just walked on this this airplane. I don't know what's happening in your business you go to, but God will bless that whole business just because you're there. God will bless the whole city just because we're here. God will bless the whole nation because there's someone in that nation that serves him and loves him, follows him, and is in his will for their life. And so this, Paul said, I want everyone, everyone on this on this ship, I want their life saved, and sure enough, not one soul, not a soldier, not a sailor, not a prisoner lost their life. They all made it to shore safely, and that was an important thing. And but Pierce Paul, after swimming the shore, he's soaking wet. He's, he 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 jumps right into service. I my whole uh, life, I've worked. My first job was at ten and eleven mowing lawns in the neighborhood. I've I've worked my whole life. I believe that men should work. I don't know if I said something wrong there, honey. And, and I believe in hard work. I believe that my destiny is connected to that. So something about Paul says, you know what, even though I'm, I'm a big shot apostle, I'm going to write two-thirds of the New Testament, but I'm going to help these guys put up the stage. I'm going to help them, whatever needs to be. You're never too important to do what's necessary. You're never too important to do what other people... Don't ever look down at people. I, I, I love to go out to eat with all my famous preacher friends and just see how they treat the staff and the waiters. And I want to make sure that they're never getting too big for their britches when they start talking down to people like, like those people that are just trying to get by in life aren't important to God. And But so Paul jumps in. He grabs some sticks, the Bible says. And he put them into the fire. And when he did... A viper came out of the fire because of the heat, and it fastened onto his hand. Now, this is just crazy. So that's a bad day. So you're shipwreck and snake bit, all within a couple hour time, you're like, what the heck's going on here, you know? So, so he, that, that snake comes out. Just a couple of observations. Um, the, the devil will always sleep through a cold church. But whenever a church is going to have the fire of heaven, it will uncover the hidden snakes of the enemy and they will surface. And a couple other points, adversity is never a sign that God is against you. We, it's important to not misinterpret things. Well, if I'm in God's will, how come this is happening? Well, because we live in a fallen world, because mankind is fallen, because Satan is real, so those kinds of things, there are, there are seasons in life when everything goes good. I remember that season in life when I had a perfect window of time. It was five minutes when I was 21 years old. And uh, those were the rest of life. So so normal activity in life is if you're going to be on fire for God, things are going to bite you. Okay. Things that come out of your fire. And uh, so it fastened on his hand. And so Now now all of the unchurched people on this island, when all the natives saw the creature hanging from Paul's hand, they said to each other, no doubt this man is a murderer, though he's escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. So justice both, you know, was a Greek goddess, a Greek god, and uh, there's all all kinds of things associated to that. Uh, It's just really important when you look at someone going through a hard time, that your mind doesn't calculate, you know, they probably deserve that. When you see a homeless person, of course, I didn't see a homeless person today in your city. Um, but yesterday in Auckland I saw like 20 of them. And uh, so it's just really important when you see someone suffering that you don't kind of calculate, you know, I'm sure they did something to deserve that. Or someone that dies or something has an accident. And remember the tower fell and they asked Jesus, why did these men die? And Jesus said, what do you mean why did they? They did nothing. There was an accident, and it's just that's a part of the nature of life, and it's really important because people will get really weird and kind of wacky, and they'll, they'll write prophecies about how come people were killed in, in Christ's church, or there must have been something wrong, or da, 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 da. and all those kinds of people, and they misrepresent God. They misrepresent God's heart, and so our God's not a mass murderer. He's a mass deliverer and savior and healer. And uh, if it ain't good, it ain't God, okay. That's just real simple. That's what Jesus, remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have the best kind of life and the best kind of life for eternity. Life and life more abundantly. That's what Jesus has for us. And so they're making this assumption about Paul and and they have some circumstance, too, because they, they said, man, the, the ocean just spit him out, couldn't kill him. And now this the land God is after him. Have you been, ever been in a season when it was like a perfect storm, when everything went wrong? Anybody besides me have one of those that think things happen? So it's just really important. The reason why our worship tonight was really essential And it's so uh, important for us because it embeds inside of our hearts, not just intellectually, but through experience, we experience the goodness of God. And so God wants us to have so many quality encounters with him that we're so aware of his goodness that no bad thing can change our minds about what we believe about him. And so the first thing I like is that Paul, he snake bit, but he didn't, you know, all of a sudden create, you know, a different theology. So he, 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 he didn't retreat from who he knew God was and what God had for his life. And uh, so verse 5 says, but Paul shook off the, the snake into the fire and suffered no harm. So uh, the, the cool thing. So, so uh, here's the full circle. So if, if you'll stay with the program, if you'll stay on fire for God, persecution will come. But if you'll stay on fire, eventually you're going to win. See, that's the cool thing. So the same fire that brought the attack destroyed the attack. The same fire that awakened the weapon destroyed the weapon. The same fire that brought out of, you know, uh, hiding a a, a, a you know, demonic-like presence also destroyed it. So I just want to tell you, the Holy Ghost is stronger than any demon, any disease. I feel like there's someone here that had a diagnosis six months ago about a rare disease that would potentially affect your life. And I saw you by the end of the year totally cleansed of that and healed of that. Because I, I don't think it was a false diagnosis. I just think Jesus is going to heal you massively, supernaturally. So anybody that. Show me if that's you. You say you were diagnosed this year or the end of last year, beginning of this year with something, and you say it's a, a ser- some kind of phys- physical serious thing. Anybody? I'm gonna I'm gonna find you uh, sooner or later tonight. Okay. Uh, but so uh, what what happened with Paul is what, when this snake um, bit him and he shook it off. So he, he he's he he's watching all the surrounding things. And um, it's really important in life. Listen, here's a couple of really important things. It doesn't really matter what people think of you. It doesn't really matter. I appreciate social media. I'm on social media. But it's really important you don't do things just to get likes. It's really important that you live your life. And some people might like it and some people don't. And it's not important what people think about you. When it does become important to you, you put yourself in a trap, okay? You put yourself in a trap that's only going to lead to disappointment. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll briefly, some of you have heard our testimony, but um, I'm going to share it in just a second just as I finish the story. The Bible says now the same, the same crowd that watched him. However, they were expecting he would swell down, swell up, excuse me, or fall down dead. So the whole crowd said, There's a. So when you go through something, it, it, it's always a setup when a crowd watches, when a crowd gathers to watch your setback. Because God's ultimately orchestrating a supernatural comeback. So it's a, it's a setup when a crowd's gathering, and uh, they, they said, if that snake would have bit one of us, here's what would have happened. There would have been a swelling. There would have been, you know, a heart attack or a seizure and some kind of, you know, traumatic event. And, and, and so when you go through something and people say, if I would have gone through what he's gone through, here, here's how I would have responded. And so God will use your story to testify of His goodness, His grace, and to show people who you really are as a person. So they said, "Man, this guy should be dead." But after they kept looking at him for a very long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. So the word "harm" is a topos. Topos means um, uh, location. It means place. It means license. Opportunity. It means health. And so A is the negative particle. So topos means out of place. So, so when the devil can't move you out of your place, when you can take a licking and keep on ticking, okay, you're going to win. Because the main purpose of the devil's assault is to destroy your marriage, to ruin your church, to ruin your business, to, to take you out of your place. And if God's told you something... Um, You can't let any circumstance or any temporary adversity drive you from the place God told you to be in in life. And you have to stay, when you stay your ground, listen, the devil only has authority when we lend it to him by, by our belief. He's defeated at the cross. He's conquered. And so he rules by deception, not by authority. Okay, any. Any place in the world Satan's ruling, he's ruling by deceptive device, not by raw authority, because he's been plundered of his power at the cross, spoiled, the Bible says, of all his uh, person. So uh, uh, briefly, um, Mary and I have been married 38 years. We have four wonderful kids. They're all married now. Um, It's scary when your kids are almost 40. You think, my kids are getting old. What does that mean about me, man? Stop growing old children, and we have five grandkids i 've made them famous. I call them the Fab Five everywhere I go. So I was greeted by a sign at the airport yesterday. We were greeted by a sign Dr. Michael and Mary Maiden, uh, uh, grandparents of the f- of the world famous Fab Five That's, that was a cool sign at the airport. Uh, so our grandkids and uh, just you know god 's been very kind to us, but we 've been through some snuff and And uh, 32 years ago, I started a church in a suburb of Phoenix called Scottsdale. It's a very uh, upscale, wealthy town, but it was my boyhood town that I grew up in. So I went back home after seminary and serving in churches uh, for a decade and went back to my my childhood town. And God blessed our church. We started with nothing. It grew to 4,000 people in nine years. And uh, sometimes it's just about being in the right place. So I made so many mistakes but the church kept growing and I uh, one Sunday night in 1990 uh, we were having a service about 1000 people there and the Lord told me to stop preaching and go pray for someone in the back row. I walked to the back row and I I prayed for a 19-year-old young uh black man and I said that you're going to be world famous, you're going to write songs, the whole world will sing, you're going to win Grammy awards stuff like that and God's healing your heart and and I'd never met him before. His name was Israel Houghton. I hired him uh, because I saw in the spirit he was supposed to be. He was so bad when I hired him that my church wanted to mutiny against me and said, what are you doing? That guy's no good. I said, just give him six months. If he's not improved, I'll, I will, I, I'll stand up and say I made a mistake. Well, six months, he got better. A couple of years, he got real good. And now he's won six Grammys. And, um, you know, he still calls me pastor. He's very kind to me. So good things happened. We were building a 4800 seat auditorium on our main street in Scottsdale, and we had it about halfway up. The steel went up, um, about five stories high. It was a massive building. There would have been the biggest auditorium in our town at that time in Scottsdale. And in July excuse me, in August of 1995, we had all of our funds as a church, and many of us had our personal uh, funds at a, at a banker in our church an investment banker, and in August of 1995, that banker embezzled $20 million from all of us uh, combined, including the church. So that's the good way to kill, that would be about $30 million in uh, New Zealand money. So that pretty much killed our building program. We were on the front page of the paper 10 times. Um, I never. We never got our money back. Um, six lawsuits, two class-action lawsuits, which means over 2,000 people sued us. Uh, death threats. Um, we lo- our church grew from 4,000 to 120. On on the ch- on the church growth chart, that's the wrong way, Pastor. So, <laughs> it, you, you're looking up, and so it, all those things happened. Um, I became manically depressed. That's why I have two degrees in graduate degrees in psychology, because I laid on my own couch and I said, "You're sick." I said, "Oh, I'm sick." Uh, so it was an a intense uh, deal. And uh, I, I I promise you, when you're um, people can be really cruel when you're down. So people said things about us that were just so uh, factually untrue. And the press would, you know, the press is just a vicious beast too. Um, so it took a while for things to calm down. And eventually, people realized that I hadn't participated in what had happened. We were victims. My wife and I lost more money than anyone did. Um, all those things happened, and. Uh, um, you know, Jesus healed my broken heart. Um, he healed me from depression, from manic, serious depression. And he, 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 my heart started dreaming again. You know your heart is healthy when it starts to dream again. Because God made your heart to be a dream factory of creativity. Okay. So my heart started dreaming again. And, and God, you know, we, we, it took seven years to go through the cycles of that. We were homeless for a period of time. Our son became a drug addict who was, a, he was an all-state athlete. Crazy things happen like that. So on, as a minister, that's about as bad as life gets. That's about as tough as things get. So um, 14 years ago, so it took seven years to go with that, and then 14 years ago we started over. We moved from Scottsdale to downtown Phoenix to a high-crime, multicultural part of Phoenix. We started a church called Church for the Nations, and Jesus blessed it. So now we have a bigger church. We have 10 campuses. We have a church now in in our city, in Arabic, Nepalese, Eritrean, Ethiopian, in Miramar, uh, Butanese, Nepalese, uh, Bulgarian, Russian, uh, Spanish. So w- w- we are reaching thousands of people. And uh, every Sunday over 100 people just in on our one campus come to Christ. Just amazing things happen. And I, I just want to say this. Because God didn't quit on me. And, and, and even though we, had, we were, sh- you know, shipwrecked and snake bit, um, the, the whole thing is about if, if, if you can recover yourself, if you can get your mind right, your heart right, God can make all your stuff right. And, and part of me, my, my recovery as far as healing began when I started forgiving all the people. Forgave the people that stole money from us. Forgave the people from their pulpits. My, my former friends who would preach against us as if we had done things um, that the paper suggested. Forgave everybody. And when I started forgiving everybody, my heart started forgetting the pain. Here's what God told me. If you'll forgive the people that have hurt you, I'll make your heart forget the pain they've caused you. And Jesus made my heart. Now I'm friends with many of the people. That broke my heart back then. I'm good friends with them. I love them as if they'd never hurt me because that's what God's grace and love can do. And it's important because after Paul, he he went through all those things, and there was a purpose for the whole thing. It wasn't just to show that he was a superior person. It was God wanting to reach the people on Malta. And so the next verse says, in that region, there was a leading citizen named Publius. Don't name your son Publius. Puvilius is in, in Aramic is just translated. The transliteration is popular. It's amazing how God can connect you. In one minute, they call you a criminal. Next minute, you're with the most popular people. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. He received us, entertained us courteously for three days. Happened his father was sick with fever and dysentery. Paul went and prayed for him, laid his hands on him, and healed him. When this was done, the whole city, the whole island, everyone who had diseases came and they were all healed. Now, let me get this right. Every sick person on Malta was healed because one person overcame a shipwreck and a snake bite. On the other side of your storm, on the other side of your attack, on the other side of your crisis is the greatest season of breakthrough and miracles and turnaround that you've ever seen. And and, and so you just have to get there. Your job is not quit because God has an appointment with you, a certain day when everything changes. Come on, Job, you can get to that day. Get to that day, Job, when God gives you twice as much back. That's what God's done for Mary and I is what we've lost twice as much in every kind of measurable way. And it's just God. And And, and so don't give up. Give God the chance to write a good ending to your story, just like he did for Paul, just like he did for Malta. And so everyone's, of course, you, you know, it's not expressly stated, but it's inferred that, of course, if they're healed, they're saved. You know what I'm saying? That, that Paul wouldn't just pray for them to be healed without leading their Christ. So the whole island, every sick person healed, every lost person saved, what does that mean? It's flowing with honey. The island discovered its destiny when someone came there who overcame a, a crisis, overcame the setback, overcame the difficulty, overcame the all kinds of stuff. And when Mary and I see our church has over 150 nationalities, just think about that for a minute. Just think about that, 150 nationalities every Sunday in one room. Okay, that's, it's heaven on earth, baby. It's, just, it's, it's awesome. And, and, and people come to see the guy that was shipwrecked and snake bit and to come receive the miraculous things God does. And uh, now, now I say, 22 years later after all that happened, I say, like, like, the, like the shepherd of Israel, David, it was good that I was afflicted. I was young. I was prideful. I was arrogant. I thought everything was easy in ministry. It was for me. Uh, uh, when I started when I was 27. By the time I was 37, I had the biggest church in my town and everything was going great. I told everybody eh, the ministry is easy, man. And I, I, I had my re-education moment. when when everything changed and uh, when my heart was broken. And uh, so I I just want to encourage everybody here, I don't know what you've been through. I just know that that all of us ultimately have stories. And there are in this room really heroic people that have been through all kinds of difficulty but didn't allow those traumatic events to, to, um, you know, confine them or define them or in any way constrict their faith or, or rob their uh, belief in a good God. Man, if you want to give the devil a black eye, just just tell, just worship God for being good while you're going through the worst time of your life. And, and man, you're just punching. The devil just can't, can't figure that out. And, and, and that's our story. Our story is that God does not allow us to have these perfected lives with no adversity. But when we go through stuff, God will use it as a testimony of His faithfulness, to win a whole groups of people to Him. So your whole family is watching you and and um, observing you. All your unsaved friends, all your all, all the all the people that kind of kid you or mock you or or uh, argue with you about your faith, and 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 when you're going through a tough time, they're sitting back thinking oh, they're not going to make it. But when you make it, just trusting God, when you persevere, man. They changed their minds about Paul. In the same city that had such a vicious, um, I I promise you, there was anybody in the city that believed in us when we were going through these things. And that same city's changed its mind about us. We've won this summer back to back, it's summer in Arizona, back to back uh, uh, awards from the city of Phoenix for Volunteer of the Year, a church. They've never given it to uh, a church before, twice in a row. Their human service department, from their um, out from their uh, welfare department, because we're helping the homeless of the city. And uh, so just crazy stuff happened. Eight years ago, a pastor called me on the phone, and our, and our church was already growing to a few thousand. And I had lunch with him. By the end of the conversation, he gave me a property that was worth $30 million. Um, we have a 2,400-seat auditorium. 135,000 square feet of building right in the heart of downtown Phoenix on Central Boulevard. I got it for free. What's my favorite word, honey? Free. And uh, that's, that's, at, after losing a huge building, you know, I, I stopped even caring about buildings. The moment I stopped caring about buildings, God started giving them to me. Now I got a bunch of them. Oh, thanks, Lord. And uh you know God just Gods just very good and he's he's just very kind he's very loving he's very patient and uh, I wrote a little song on my piano a few a weeks ago called "The most beautiful thing in the world um, isn't a diamond or a pearl the most beautiful thing in the world is the kindness of God and uh, some of us that have been through some really um, Difficult trials. Every day is a good day for us. We, Mary and I have been through, you know, some intense things because the ministry has these, you know, the seasons where things can get intense. And uh, but we, but when we just think about what God's already done for us, of course, in Jesus and all of His His kingdom, His word, His Spirit, His love, His grace. But then our own testimony, when we think about what He's already brought us through, it just it dwarfs today's. Problems that reminds us how good God is. Amen. Lord, thank you for this uh, beautiful group of men and women. Thank you, God, for what you've done in Christ's Church in the surrounding regions and here in uh, Equipper's Church. and thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We are all, Lord, so um, really grateful. Come on, just just tell the Lord in your own way. Lord, we are grateful. And uh, I just pray, for, Lord, for anybody that's going through um, a storm or a snake bite or a people's, people's disapproval or shame, condemnation or false accusation, whatever it is. Lord, I just pray tonight that you would just help them shake it off. That they, that they wouldn't grant authority to the poison the enemy sent against them to hurt them. But by their own choice, they would say, no, this, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm not going to receive those negative words, that, that negative thought. I'm not going to let it be embedded in my heart. I'm going to trust God and believe God and stand with God's purpose for my life. So Lord, we thank you for that. We're so grateful. In Christ's name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.